Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. And I am JP Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Well, today, movie month. A movie that I had never heard of or seen till I was playing this game on the way to my annual Braves Fest a couple years ago where I try to guess a movie. Now, I've known and loved this song for quite some time, yeah. but this film was new to me, so I was more than anxious to jump in and learn about the movie and even more amped to dig into this song from 95. Rob, talk about what we're uh, chatting about today. This is As I Lay Me Down by Sophie B. Hawkins. Sing it, Sophie. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. That was as I lay dying. Is that not what we're doing today? I'm sorry. Let's go. Let's go back. <laughs> Nothing more uh, dynamic shift than what is about to come. <laughs> yes. All right. Sorry. This is as I lay me down by Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> Springtime on this February morning in a courtyard, birds were singing your praise. But now I want to hear a metal version of this. That's right. I'm still recalling things you said to make me feel all right. I carried them with me today now as I lay me down to sleep. As I pray that you will hold me dear. Isn't how funky the bass is? I never noticed. Okay, so I want to point out we're we're 92 seconds into this song. Okay. Okay, that is not long. We've heard two full verses and two full choruses and an intro. That's true. And a yeah. And there are two and a half minutes left in the song. Wow. That's crazy. That's I mean, this song is trucking. And, and it's not that it's a fast song. Not BPM's at all. not no, not gosh. 190 no, it's, it's or something. Around what? It's around like probably 64, something no, like that. Something a little like that. faster than that. No, maybe not. Let's find secret. out. Yeah, let me give you all, let me, let me give you guys one of my uh, secret weapons as a, as a uh, musician. And that is the website songbpm.com. You go to songbpm.com, type in the name of a song and it'll give you. Now, a lot of these, if they weren't, uh, you know, recorded on click tracks or whatever, it's an approximate tempo, but it's always very close. Um, so let's find out. As I lay me down, my Sophie Hawkins is registered on Song VPM at, and he uses like metadata and stuff like that, you know. Um, oh, I'm sorry, 83. 83 okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I had an overinflated tempo of what a, what a second felt like. <laughs> you if, you, uh, if you're trying to t- <laughs> type as I lay me down on your phone, y'all, this will make sense if you've done this uh, knowing your home row keys. The letter beside the L is a K, yeah. and the letter beside a Y is a T, so I typed as I cat me down. As <laughs> <laughs> I cat me down. All right. Okay, so anything. But yeah, there's like, I mean, we just heard a lot. Like, I was like, man, because I, I was like, the feel-wise, I wanted to get through that, at least into that second chorus. Yeah. Um, but I was like, man, that's a lot of the song more than we usually play. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, we're- 92 seconds. We're like 58 seconds in, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, oh, gosh, okay, well, whatever, I'll keep going. So anyway- it goes on, trucking. Uh, that is from the 1994 album Whaler, and it is written by our guest today, Miss Sophie B. Hawkins. An actual guest stopping by, not and, Rob as the guest. That's right, not me being AI voice or j- trying to, this is not computer generated. This is real life. Sophie B. freaking Hawkins is that's on the awesome. Great Song podcast today. Um, and so she's, she's going to be great. You're going to love her. That is from the her 1994 album Whaler. It went to number one on the U.S. Adult Contemporary and Adult Top 40 charts. Did y'all hear the way Rob put the emphasis I put the H in Whaler H in there? Like Cool Whip. Yes. Why are you putting so much <laughs> emphasis? Cool Whip. Whaler. Uh, it went to number three on the <laughs> mainstream Top 40. Uh, number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Went to number four on the U.S. Cashbox chart. Number 24 in the U.K. and number six in Canada. It lived in both the 1995 and 1996 Hot 100 uh, year-end charts for both of those years and was in the top 15 in the adult contemporary year-end chart for both years as well. Wow. Like, you want to talk about a song that lived on the radio for a minute. Yeah. That was this this song uh, and still is getting played. I mean, you know, your um, I, what's your adult contemporary station here in Nashville? Now, well, 92.3 was the one that I grew the, up yeah, in. Sunny 92.3 in, yeah, Sunny 92.3 in East like Chattanooga, East Tennessee. Yeah. I don't know what it is here in Nashville. There's probably three of them in Nashville. That, that's the one that whenever I think just uh, contempt, that's what I think of that. Okay. And I think of B97.5. Okay. Because that's the Knoxville Knox, version. Oh, okay. So okay, okay. You got B97.5. Uh, dude, and then you got I, I, 92.3. Right. Something like that. That's right. Yep. Pretty close. Right. Any, whatever station you, whatever station in your town plays John Tesh, the John <laughs> yeah. Tesh radio <laughs> show. Or with or Delilah. Delilah. Yeah. That's where you're going to hear true. this song a lot. And also on the stations that are like, kind of we play whatever, mm-hmm. you're still going to hear the song, you know, on there. Um, I love I love going to big cities and just hearing how many different radio stations there are. Oh, yeah. Because the bigger the city, not only the more stations they are, that the, they're going to be, but the more niche more they're going to be. Yeah, like we have, you know, Spanish stations up here. Uh-huh. We've got... Stuff that you don't get everywhere. Yeah. We have three sports stations. Three. So it's like, do you want to listen to 104.5, the game, or do you want to hear 102.5, the zone? It's like, pick your sports station. Yeah. I have a a hard rock station. Right. Like the buzz. Yeah. And then you'll have, and then you'll have like, uh, independent rock station. Yeah, we you'll have NPR. Like a, you got yeah, you have college yeah, station. Yeah, we have that. Yeah, we got like six country stations. Obviously, yeah, you'll Nashville. have you'll have your classic country station, your new country station, your outlaw country station. Yeah. you know your yeah. So we've got the Fish and K Love, two Christian two stations. Christian, stations. That's when you know you're in a big that's town. Right, if there's more than one Christian well, radio yeah. station and you, Way FM, we have three. Be, oh snap, yeah, Way right. FM. Yeah, how are you going to forget yeah. Way FM? Yeah, so that's yeah. You know, Nashville has it going on for sure. I mean, if you can't get good radio in Nashville, what are you supposed <laughs> to do? Right. 
Uh, okay, so As I Lay Me Down was the third single from Whaler. Oh, by the way, it's from uh, it's from the movie Now and Then, which we have not mentioned yet. Um, did you say it in I the open? I, I've never seen it, but, okay, never, but I, actually... I have seen parts of it now, but I never, yeah, I mentioned it. Okay, okay, okay. I, sorry. I was, you were ready to do your joke. I was ready for he my was joke, dude. was leaning into the joke. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, from the from the 1990-what uh, movie? 1995, I think, Now It would have been between 95 and 99 because... Columbia Records put out the greatest, all-time greatest movie songs, and this is one on there. Yes, it is. Alongside Men in Black, My Heart Will Go On, and Sandwiched Between the Distance by Michael Bolton from Hercules and the Streets of Philadelphia from Philadelphia. I actually had that list. I ruined a cocked list. and loaded. I'm so sorry. I'll, no, it's all right. I'll fill, in, I'll fill in the gaps later. Thank all you. Right. Um, so, yes, this was the third single from Sophie's album, Whaler, um, which up to that point had produced uh, a couple of non-charting singles. Apparently, radio stations loved this song because it was a it was a like a lovely, accessible song with no like quote unquote alternative to it. Yeah. Right. This was just a great song, and it was kind of a break from like the yeah, yeah of the moment. Right. It's, it's not a, "Don't Speak" by No Doubt. Right. Yeah. It, yes. It's kind of a not um, Alanis. It's not, not Alanis Morissette. Yeah. 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 So it's just it's just man a very just a lovely listenable song, you know? And so, um, kind of a, a, a break from the alternative that was, you know, all over the, all over the world. Um, Whaler was produced. The album Whaler was produced <laughs> by Steve Lipson, who also produced artists like Annie Lennox. Um, Sophie said that quote, I think he works well with strong women because he's a very temperamental guy. He yells and screams at you when you get in the way. So he's like, <laughs> so, so she was like, you know, he's good to work with us because we can kind of not fire in ice, but it's like, everybody's going to get their opinion in uh -huh. and we'll find where the best yeah. spot is yeah. to land, you know? All right. I have a few listening notes. When you, uh, some producers I'm sure with a strong willed woman, don't get walk like we'll take it. Yeah, but I think the thing that makes him good is he'll take he'll give it back. Right, like he's yeah. not afraid to. I think that's the idea. Yeah. It's like he's not intimidated by yeah. me being strong. You know, um, and so which by the way, watch the David Foster documentary because he is that to another level. Oh, really? Like, oh, he's like he'd make Celine do stuff like forty sometimes. Oh God! Like she's like I got it pretty good. And he's like do it again. Like there's oh, one man. more better. So, but he's freaking David Foster. <laughs> Well, so you go be David Foster. All right. Uh, okay. A few listening notes here. We are in the key of B flat. Um, this song un is a probably the only song today that you'll hear that opens with a clave loop, right? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just give that a minute to shine? Wait, Into on. that 92 seconds, part of it's clave loop. Yeah. There's a whistle in Why there, not? like, a, like yeah. a police well, I, whistle. No, it's like a ref. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, ref, coach, yeah. coach Ted Lasso over there. Freaking <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then you get this clean. You think that whistle was like, I bet you can't have a song that charts with a whistle in it. It's like game on, challenge accepted. Right. They're like, you know, I heard the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. <laughs> And I was just in love with this whistle sound that they keep using. I've heard Mariah Carey's whistle tones. Is that what you like? I got one for you. Oh, uh, yeah. My keyboard's got this whistle tone. Um, yeah. Okay. Then you get this clean, warm organ under the first verse that I just am in love with the tone of this organ. It felt like springtime. It's such a 
It's a dark tone. There's no attack. It's like, here's an organ with no attack. Most yeah. of the time, you can hear me pushing the, or, the keys. Yeah. This organ's like, no. No, it's so note. it's so dark. Yeah, I love and it. And it, it sits beautifully under her voice, yeah. which is pretty bright. Yeah, you know? it's good. And so I love the, the bed that the organ lays for her voice. Yeah, same. Um, okay. And then when we hit this first chorus, we get the, the entrance of a nylon string guitar. I want to ask your opinion. I think later in the song, it tells me what it is. It's, but okay. I wonder if it's nylon string guitar or if it's a synth nylon but string I guitar. I have the answer, and then I want to get in to meet the band. Okay, awesome. Because th okay. there's a reason. So here it is, coming in. All right. Okay, so tell me. Solve the mystery. So I'm going to tell you that because I thought we talked to her about it. If we didn't, I wrote it as a note. Okay. There, there's actually no guitar player on this album. Okay. So okay. There is the, and then her other product, project, she adds a guitar player. But this whole album was done without a guitar player. Okay. Which I think is crazy. So then that, that if is you a, said there's no guitar on this whole album. Yeah, on the whole record. Not just this song. This song, I could be like, okay, maybe that's done. Keep, but how do you get through an album in the 90s without a guitar? Yeah. Like, how do you do it? That's how non-alt this was. Yeah. There was no, no guitar. guitar. So aside from bass, which we'll talk about. Yeah. That, but no, no, like, no, no rhythm, no acoustic, no electric, wow. no guitar. And so let's segue that into Meet the Band. Okay. Perfect. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, so we're going to meet the band that played on... Uh, as I Lay Dying, just kidding, As I Lay Me <laughs> Down by Sophie B. Hawkins. Um, Sophie B. on percussion, keyboards, vocals. Hang around at the end and you'll hear all things Sophie. Yeah. So we'll just say that as a, te as a teaser. On drums, Neil Conti, studio cat with all kinds of folks. Yeah. Most recently, James Blunt, older like Paul Young. My favorite drums for him, maybe not my favorite, but the one that I have can reference is he was on Live the Life for Michael W. Smith. Okay. So there you go. The CCM guys yeah. will enjoy that. On percussion... Uh, Louis, it's probably Louis, L-U-I-S, uh, Hardim, Portuguese producer, stuff with Seal, Spandu Ballet, Spandau Ballet, depending on how you pronounce it, yeah. um, and Celine Dion. He also did the Parse album for Juanus, so my wife's a big Juanus oh, okay. fan. There's a song called Yerba Terro that was really big when we were dating, so, and he did the Pilgrim album for Eric Clapton, okay, which yeah. has Father's Eyes, River of Tears, stuff with Barry Manilow, David Gilmour, so he's the percussionist that okay. is also a producer. Cool. Um, on keyboards, Peter John Vitesse, longtime keyboard player for Jethro Tull, stuff with Simple Minds and the Bee Gees. I about said Simple Man. That's <laughs> skinnered on the brain. Simple Minds and Bee Gees. Um, Stephen Lipson, who you mentioned, um, also played bass on this. And you talked okay. about his stuff with Annie Lennox, Natalie Imbruglia. He also played bass on a Paul McCartney album. Now oh. think about this. You're the bass player on a McCartney album. Uh -huh. McCartney is a bass player. Yeah, like so. That's how true. good do your chops have to be? Uh, but he does. He also does some drum, drum programming, some guitars, and some keyboards on that "Flowers in the Dirt" live album. But he plays bass on McCartney. That's like so cool to me. That's very cool. Um, so that's the meet the band section, but yeah, no guitar player. Okay, there we go. So that is a well done synthesized well done synth. nylon string guitar. 
Um, and I actually, I you set me straight because I was going to guess that it was a real guitar. Yeah. Because later in there, maybe the second chorus or so, there's a little lick that gets thrown in that I go, I don't think that would have sounded that good on a synth. Well, it is. But I reckon there's it did. No keyboard player. <clears throat> they had no access to the best synthesized uh, uh, nylon string sound of 1995, 1994. Um, there we go. Okay. I want to go back real quick and break down the bridge to this song. Okay. Uh, because it's a really kind of a fascinating chord progression and melody sure. line that's going on. Um, and we didn't we didn't get there yet to the bridge. So let's go. Oh, we might have to go four minutes in before we hear the bridge. I don't know. So, so we're coming out of another another chorus. Okay. Is that a key change? Let's go back and listen. It's multiple key changes. I mean, into the, yeah. Okay. So here's here's what's about to happen. So we're in the key of B flat. I'll take this kind of line by line. Okay. Um, So, all right. Go back to the first, first line of the bridge. So immediately you go, something just happened, right? Okay. Because that chord, that second chord is, is, is wrong for the original key yeah. right so so you get uh that note becomes the it's the it's the fifth in b flat F. so she's outlining melodically a b flat chord b flat d f mm-hmm. okay but that f becomes the third of a d flat major chord Okay, so dun, 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 which means the bass note has gone here. It's going from B flat to D flat, which is not in the key of which B is not flat in the key. Right. So there's your first. Here we're changing keys. We're doing something here. Okay. It goes B flat C D for those of y'all that are playing along on right. in B flat. But. Yeah. So so we're going B flat D flat A flat G flat. Okay? okay. So we're going we're going one three flat. What would be flat seven, uh, flat six? Okay, but we're not. But so, we're not, which we're is telling key. you we're the, we just we've changed, changed keys, keys is what yeah. we've done because what we've done really is go uh, to just a D flat because we've gone yeah. one five six yeah. D flat A flat G flat. Yeah, uh, I mean sorry one five four, one, five, four. in 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 the key of D flat. Um, okay, and then so and that lands on a D flat. Okay. okay, and she's going to do the same move in D flat that she just did in B flat. Okay, go up. So, so she's going to do the uh, to a flat three of that. Yes. So she's doing the same melody, okay. same chord move in D flat. So she's going to go D flat up to what would be the flat three of D flat, which is an E major. E. Okay, then to a B to an A. So she's so she's changing keys to E there temporarily. Then she goes from the A. She just starts walking it back up until she can get to a uh, a, a relative chord to get her back into the original key. So she goes B up to so okay. So you go B flat, D flat, A flat, G flat lands on a D flat key change to E B A. Then walks up B D flat E flat 
which and is the, the four, four of the, the original, original key, key B flat. Yeah, that's what I was at. Like, I know there's multiple key changes there, but it lands back in the original key. Yes. So you're back in B flat, and she's just singing in a different part. Right. And the it, melody's different. And yes. Then that so course. let's listen through okay. one more time through the whole bridge here and that's see great. what's happening. Good, good job on this. So now we're going to go B flat to D flat. One. B flat. A flat. G flat. D flat. Then up to E. B. A. B. D flat. E flat. Which is the four of B flat. It's really fascinating, nice. right? Nice. That, and the, the melody makes it work, yeah, right? That's it's a, great. The really cool melody and and uh, chord what, movement. What are the back? I didn't look up what the background vocals are singing. Are they going? Ba-da-ba-bo? I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I was gonna say this is one of those songs that I just literally do not have an idea, and I don't even care. No, I don't. I don't need what to do know you what sing? the what words do you sing? Let's sing it on the count of three. One, <laughs> two, three, four. Yeah, Ba-da-ba-bo. yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. It really is. <laughs> yeah. We should just. Uh, what do you guys well, let's think? Let's write a, a phrase. What? What if I fart? Let's see. As I lay me down, so I would probably maybe try and make it something about like dreaming or uh-huh. praying or. But it's got to have that same rhyme scheme. Yeah, it's, it's got to land with those. Butter, b- b- butter, pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's it. it. That's it. Yeah, forever Butter born. Pop Butter Pop Tart. That's great. Pop Tart. <laughs> Oh, that's no, it. All right. That. If you guys know, because I'm not going to look it up, I don't no. want to ruin it. But if uh, if you guys want to tell us what you think it is, yeah, don't look would, it up. No cheating. Yeah, no, no cheating. honor system here. On that's that, right. Guys. Please, and we'll we'll post our grade, favorites. Grade your own work. Don't have to trade <laughs> with your right. neighbor. Honor system. Okay. Um, that I think is kind of all I have I on stump the, the song. Let's do it. Okay, real quick before we do that, random fact: the middle initial B. Yeah. Did you know that Dusty Baker is actually Johnny B Baker? No. How about that? Dusty Baker, longtime manager uh, in yeah. NMLB. I was going to do uh, middle initial of B, but that was the okay. only really good one. Was, so, okay. On we go. Stump the Genius. Johnny B. Baker. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. It's time to stump the Genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right. We're going to do Stump the Genius. I'm doing top chick flicks because this Now and Then movie is a chick flick. We yeah. didn't even talk about it, but we will here in a minute, maybe. Um, actually, well, we'll save it for after this. Three points if you get it, the movie from the tagline. I'll give you three points. I'm going to give you okay. a tagline. Three points if you get it from the tagline. Okay. Two points if you get it when I give you the actor. Sure. Okay. And one point with rhymes with. Okay. So okay. If, right. if you miss it from there. Okay. Fair enough. That's great. So there, I'm going to give you six. Okay. Um, how many points do you think you can get? I was trying to think what would be a good score. So maximum of 18. Maximum of 18. Okay. I was thinking maybe- I think I get- 12, let's 10 to 12. The, I was going to say 12, so let's make it 13. Let's, that would be awesome if okay. you got 13. Let's try 13. Those tag Because the taglines are, I mean, I don't know. It's top chick flicks. So are they, okay. And this is not like all 90s, just, just, okay. All chick flicks. F- female, like, I mean, aimed look, at a female audience They've movies. all been in your lifetime. Okay, okay. So oh, that's good. That'll okay. help you. Okay. I about said the answer. Right okay, the, okay. Yeah, number one, tagline. Someone you pass on the street may be the love of your life. The tagline. You want the two-point clue? Mm, no, no. It's 
one. Okay, I'm thinking of one of two movies that it's going to have to be. I'm thinking of. Hold on. If you guess and miss, I'll still give you the actress. So like, I won't. Okay, it's not, okay. It's, it's not, not three all or done. nothing. Okay, I'll try to move quickly then. I'm gonna go. Um, I, I'm gonna go. You've got mail. You nailed it. Boom! Insert bell ring. That's right. awesome. Yeah, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks were the actors, and I had Groove Bot Bell as rhymes oh, with. Fuck. So good job. This <laughs> <laughs> bell. Listen worse. close. This is our dead bell. <laughs> This bell is telling us it's time to shut it down. Oh, this no. no, no. This is ask not for whom the bell tolls. No. It tolls for the great song podcast. There it is. Okay. All right. Tagline. How do I loathe thee? Let me count the ways. Ten things I hate about you. Ten things I hate about you. Rob, kill it. You're calling that a chick flick? Absolutely. I mean. I, I didn't make the list. Strong female I just grabbed, lead. Yeah. Heath right. Ledger I just, and Everybody Julia loves Stiles. that movie. That's I for everybody. That rhymes with Ben Rings got eight the snout goo. <laughs> Wow, there's. I don't know. I will. I, I, that's probably the hardest. Actually, you doing to, the rhymes. Do the if rhymes. you gave me the rhymes first, I would probably have, no, that'd no, be more did. difficult. Okay, okay, here we go. She walked off the street into his life and stole his heart. Off the street into his life and stole his heart. She walked. She walked off the street into his life and stole his heart. He walked off the street into his life and stole his heart. All right, give me an act, give me an actor. Richard Gere, Julia Roberts. Oh, pretty woman. Pretty okay. woman. Uh, gritty she walked, ramen. She walked off the st- <laughs> gritty ramen. <laughs> Best I can go. She with. walked off the street. There I get go. it. Okay, okay, so we're at eight points right now. Got okay. three left. Here we go. Sex, clothes, popularity. Is there a problem here? Clueless. Clueless. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Shoeless was my rhyme. Shoeless. Okay. Okay. Good job. So that's three. Not what is that? Eleven already. I think, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. So, yeah, you're crushing it. I can't believe you're doing as good. This is awesome. Number five, uh, some things are worth waiting for. Some things are worth waiting for. I'm going to take a stab at this. Some things are worth waiting for. Is it while you were sleeping? No. Oh. Drew Barrymore. Ever after? Nope. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Lever spin fist. Never been kissed. There you okay, go. Right. There you go. There's one point. Okay, so that's one. That was big. So where are we at right now? <laughs> Three, not. So you are at 12 points, okay. so you just need to get one here. Okay, right? I can do okay. that. I got this. Behind every great love is a great story. The worst tagline I've ever heard. Behind every great love is a great... Is that the is that the Princess Bride? It is not. Oh. Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams. Oh. The Notebook? A Boat Hook. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Ta-da. There we go. Notebook. All right. Good job. So you finished with 14. You beat okay. it by one point. It. Good yeah. job. Well played. Wow. A boat hook. That's the worst. Behind every great love is a great story. Yeah. Whoop de doo. Maybe I don't know anything about the notebook, so maybe that. I hate that. Maybe movie. it's more relevant it's, than that sounds like it would be, but that's <laughs> like the literal most generic tagline you could possibly have. It did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, it's, yes, it's true. It's that, that Nicholas Sparks, he's, he's done okay for himself. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, now and then the movie a little bit. Now, I still haven't seen it, but I did go back and watch either. the trailer. I've and seen parts. I remember it coming out, and okay. I remembered a, f- a fair bit of the trailer as it kind of jogged my memory. Um, but And from the trailer, it looks like the ultimate girls sleepover flick. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. it's a, it's coming of age you know, story, time hopping back and forth. Like it's one of those movies where you have, it's like it, where you have the adult versions of the cast and then you have the kid versions of the cast, which is always, you know, always fun. Um, 
Now, did, if Rob had seen this and not day or and not Days of Thunder, it would have been a problem. <laughs> so I got to I'll pull back the curtain a little bit here. Our original plan was to do a great song podcast, Cinema Snack Bar crossover, yep. um, and do this movie and have Zeke on uh, from Cinema Snack Bar and do kind of everything you know yep. all together or split it up between the two shows. Um, and so because. This is Zeke's kind of movie. Yeah. Zeke is like, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I love this. Anything with Rosie O'Donnell in it. I actually in. had to change my Fantastic. I had a, an original Fantastic that was geared more towards Zeke, and oh, a couple yeah? of this stuff was in here, so I had to change those. But based on logistics, Zeke yeah, didn't be just, with us. Yeah, so. we ended up not being able to do it. So, But, okay, I wanted to see if you can guess, if, if you don't have it in front of you, who played the younger version of whom uh, in I, the movie. You I, have I it. have the list of the people, but I don't know who's who. Okay. If that okay. makes sense. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I have the list, but I don't know who plays younger who. Okay. So so I'll tell you. This is a, a coming back at you with a stump to genius. Here okay. we go. So this is uh, the 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 character of Roberta. Okay. So here the adult actresses we have. Just for those listening, if you guys want to guess along, we have uh, Rosie O'Donnell as Roberta. We have Demi Moore as Samantha. We have Rita Wilson as Chrissy. Uh, Rita Wilson, you may know. Um, if you don't know as her by Tom name, Hanks. she's married to Tom Hanks. Uh, Melanie, In that thing you do. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, and Melanie Griffith as Teeny. Uh, Melanie Griffith, is she, she... I know she was married to Don Johnson for a long time, um, but I feel like... is she? Does she have a daughter who is also an actress or a mother who is all, I feel like she has some also like um, yeah, Hollywood connection. lineage. Yeah, I feel um, like that sounds I, right. I might be thinking of something else. Anyway, okay. Not so, Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, not that one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now your your um, young younger young folks. actresses in this are, uh, without telling who they play, uh, Ashley Aston Moore, and this is just in uh, alphabetical order, Thora Birch, Gabby Hoffman, and Christina Ricci. Okay. Um, Janine Garofalo is not one of the... She doesn't play one of the girls. She's okay. a, she's I need a to write those young girls Supporting down. actress. Okay. I, Ashley uh, A. Moore. Ashley, I don't even yeah, know who Ashley that is. A. Moore. Ashley Aston Moore. Yeah. Gabby Hoffman. I don't know who that is either. Gabby Hoffman. Uh, Thora Birch. Thora Birch. I don't know Christina her Ricci. either. Man, it would have been... <laughs> that would have been uh, helpful to have Zeke on here <laughs> since I don't know three of the four people. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go Christina Ricci, Demi Moore. Okay, uh, you'd be incorrect. Then I'm going to go, man, I'm just going to get Christina Ricci for everybody for all across. Of them, yeah. Um, I about said Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman, <laughs> yes. Uh, She's also, yeah. Christina Ricci will go Rita Wilson. Uh, no. I suck at this game. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell, there we go. There you go, the that's list. it. I got one. Okay. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell, Christina Ricci, all right. All right. Uh, Samantha uh, Demi Moore. Okay. Okay, why don't you tell me who her young version was? I don't know any of these three people, so it's just a game. <laughs> you know Thora Birch? You don't uh -uh, remember Thora Birch? How would Birch? I know her? I'm trying to remember what else she was in. I don't know. Uh, her as Thora Birch. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, then Ashley A. Moore. No. <laughs> I'm going to go with Gabby Hall. <laughs> there you go. All right. And then we have uh, Rita Wilson as Chrissy, played by? Probably Thora Birch. No. I mean, Ashley, Ashley A. <laughs> I did as bad as you could possibly do on this game. That's great. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rita Wilson, Ashley Aston Moore. Uh, Teeny was Melanie Griffith slash Thora Birch. So there we go. Um, <laughs> there we go. Obviously, I didn't watch the movie. I did write down the premise from like just reading through that. Did you write down what the premise of the movie is? It, no, but go ahead. I wrote Young Girls, Tombstone, How Did Johnny Die, Crazy Pete Just Didn't Want to Be Around People, flashback to, flashback to Childhood, and Maundered. Wow. <laughs> 
Okay. Little bullet points as I read the synopsis. That's great. Uh, okay. You mentioned the all-time greatest movie songs from yes. Columbia Records and Sony UK, which came out in 1999. So obviously we're missing, you know, anything from this millennium on the soundtrack. This has some weird listings on it. Okay. Okay. Um, I've got the, it's a 17 track. Man, you remember 17 track CDs? Yes, it's awesome. Dude. Uh, okay. So, and it's not, this is not like a list. This is just soundtrack. So I'm not going to count down to one, but number one is my heart will go on. Okay. You got to believe that. Number two is men in black of all the men in, of all the Will Smith soundtrack songs. I guess that's probably the most popular. Yeah. It was it's very, not going to be wild, wild popular, west, yeah. right? Maybe. I don't know. I had a buddy that used to always do, let me see you just bounce it with me. Just bounce. He used to do that whole dance sequence. It was pretty <laughs> cool actually to watch him do it. Uh, track three is the sweetest thing, uh, not by you two. Okay. Uh, that would be Refugee Camp All Stars featuring Lauren Hill uh, from Love Jones. Okay, uh, I say a little prayer for my best friend's wedding, Diana King. Uh, is that say a little a prayer for you is that yeah. forever? And okay. And then, okay, number five is actually, I really like this one. Streets of Philadelphia, Bruce yeah, Springsteen from I Philadelphia. Um, I don't know if it's greatest all-time movie songs, but it's really solid. It's one of my it's favorite awesome. Springsteen songs. Then As I Lay Me Down uh, from now and then. Number seven is Go the Distance uh, from Hercules by Michael Bolton. I will go the distance. I'm, I will find my way. I have no idea okay. what that is. Um, number, it, 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 It's by Cake. It's just, yeah. Uh, track eight is Heaven's What I Feel by Gloria Estefan from Dance With Me. I don't know that either. Number nine is A Holy World. No no arguments Absolutely. there. Uh, from Aladdin, People, Bryson, Regina Bell. Number 10, track 10, sorry. for the I'm so used to lists. Numbers, yeah. Track 10, uh, For the First Time by Kenny Loggins from One Fine Day. For the first time. Oh. If you're going to go Kenny Loggins and it's not going to be Footloose, yeah. what the frick are we doing here? Yeah. Um, I want to spend my lifetime loving you from The Mask of Zorro by Mark Anthony and Tina Arena. No clue. Can't if you're going to put a song one. from The Mask of Zorro, it should be to real. Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman by Brian Adams. Brian Adams, yeah. right? Well, that's from Mask of Zorro, was it not? No, it's not. No, it's not. So. It's, it's from Don Juan DeMarco. Don, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Then never mind. What are we doing? All for Love was Three Musketeers, yeah. You, yes. Uh, track 12 is I Finally Found Someone from The Mirror Has Two Faces. That's Bar not horrible. Barbara Streisand and Brian, Brian Adams. Adams. I finally found someone. I guess I don't. want to share my life. I finally found I just don't know any Barbara Streisand. This keeps night. happening. Really don't. I don't know that song. Yeah. Why well, do you I don't not, even know that song? No, I don't it know that song at all. to be you. My life has just begun. So weird. That's it's like I have. That, that's a, that was a hit. I I, ha, I have a built-in immunity to Barbara Streisand somehow. My my ears reject it if I hear it. That's I guess funny. that song gets confused in my mind with "Because You Love Me," the Celine okay. Dion song. Yeah, because they came one. out about the same time. Okay, but it's got Barbara Streisand, so obviously you wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Weird. Okay, uh, track thirteen, "Modern Woman" by Billy Joel from Ruthless People. I surely there's a better Billy Joel soundtrack song. Why should I Oliver worry from Company. Oliver and Company? Yeah, that's the winner on you're that. Right? I mean, if you're going to put Billy Joel, I don't know yeah. that song. Nobody watched that movie. Yeah. Um, okay. You Were There from Simon Birch by Babyface. I don't know. Will You Be There from Free Willy, Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. I guess gracious. you can. Yes. Oh, I mean, that was huge. That, that had a moment. Uh, I'm Kissing You from Romeo and Juliet by Desiree. Um, surely, surely you gotta be by Desiree was on some yeah, movie uh, and good. you could put that on. I was about to say, it's gotta be. <laughs> of course. Hey. Uh, and then, and then track 17, heart of a hero from hero by Luther Vandross. This seems like a very sketchy 
soundtrack. It seems like there was an agenda with this soundtrack somehow, yeah. and it didn't From Columbia. Work. Columbia had something to yeah. gain by. And, but it's Columbia and Sony. You're telling me That's between two yeah. those two massive conglomerate companies that they couldn't have made a, be, a better- All-time greatest list. Greatest movie songs. All-time. Like, no Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Which it must not have been. I get it. There's some movies that like weren't released by those companies, and so they're not going to yeah. put those songs on. But what are the odds? But That's yeah. Dang. Like if that is truly the list of the greatest songs from movie soundtracks that have come through Columbia Records and Sony UK, they have had a crap, uh, like crop, a crap crop of movie soundtracks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't understand. Anyway, okay. They need a butter pop tart. That's right. They need a butter pop tart up in there. Uh, okay, so this this song, uh, As I Lay Me Down, is, generally speaking, I mean, it's it's a very wistful song, and, and, and it is, you know, kind of thought to be, uh, it's like a memorial to Sophie B. Hawkins' father, um, and it's very kind of free-flowing, it's almost stream of consciousness in spots, which is sort of, um, you know, magnified by the fact that it's a memorial. It just adds to the sweetness, but it's very sort of, uh, it's a dreamy song, and it's, you know, as I lay me down, right? It's like, maybe when I wake up, um, you know, I, I'll remember you, uh, you know what I mean? And you'll, I'll be thinking of you and that kind of thing. So I was, it, got, it just got me thinking about dreams. Okay. Okay. So I looked up the five most common dreams. Okay. okay. This is according to Forbes Health. I looked up the, the most common dreams that people in general have. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can guess them. Okay. Some of them. Yeah. Um, Naked somewhere. Okay. Yeah, that is one. Falling. Yes. Um, childhood. I don't know. Nope. Mm -mm. I, I don't help me from here. That's good though. You got two out of the five. And, and so, yeah. Okay. So falling is number five. Uh, according to psychoanalyst Carl Jung, this could mean you think too highly of yourself and you are being brought down to earth. Others say it could represent disappointment or the feeling that one has no support. I heard if you ever see yourself hitting the ground when you're falling, you die. Have you heard that? I've heard that. I, that yeah. seems like a... Stretch. Yeah. Uh, Sigmund Freud said it's about sex. Um, I think he says they're all basically about yeah. sex. Um, number four is being chased. Okay. It is the, I see that. Um, Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's number two. So falling is the most common. I'm sorry. Okay. Falling is the most common. Second most common is being chased. Um, it is most common for women. It happens when we don't confront something right away or we procrastinate. Um, could happen also because of intense anxiety. So like something is coming up behind you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the Creeping feeling. Up on you. Yeah. That procrastination thing makes sense. Uh, number three is, I've never, I've never dreamed this. I'm interested to know if you've ever dreamed this. Losing your teeth. No. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. And it's right? common? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Yeah. Don't put that in my dream. That you would know, be awful. Now, now that I say it out loud, I think I have dreamed of, like, like closing my mouth and my teeth basically ch sort of chomping each other into, into oblivion. I wonder if that's you know for people I mean? that grind their teeth, if that's why. So, I yeah, I don't know. You know, they speculate it could be connected to communication issues, signifying meta metaphorical loss of speech or of uh, letting something come out that shouldn't have. It could be concern about your appearance, vanity, or it could literally be caused by dental irritation. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. If you need to go see your, if you're if you due for a cleaning, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Number four is cheating. Uh, okay. The feeling that there is a third wheel in the relationship could be, so this could be not just like in a, um, 
I suppose it could be about platonic, a platonic relationship or whatever, but you know, specifically like a, you know, marriage or a couple. Um, it could be that your partner is paying attention to someone else. Uh, could be something less tangible and you just kind of feel left out. Um, if you are the cheater, it could be an element of your life that you subconsciously feel is stealing time or presence from your relationship. So like if you're, you know, if you're doing something and you feel like guilty, subconsciously, you know what I mean? That like, this is, I should be, you know, I should be spending time with my spouse or whatever. And instead I'm doing this or, you know, whatever. Um, you could dream about cheating according to, I really feel like John Tesh right now. I know we talked <laughs> like this feels like a very John Tesh segment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the, the number five, you nailed it naked in public. Yeah. Uh, they say it is, could be concern, uh, that you are being watched by everyone being seen, uh, by everybody that all eyes are on you, uh, like a big presentation coming up or something like that. Usually in your dream, you are anxious about being naked, but no one else is indicating that you are more worried about the situation than you should be. That like, yeah. it's not a big deal to everybody else. It's just a big deal to you, but you mm -hmm. feel exposed. Um, also could, could, uh, be a dream about feeling exposed or vulnerable. So there we go. Top five, most common yeah. dreams, falling, being chased, losing teeth, cheating, being naked in public. All those things are pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, so we don't dream about a lot of positive things. Yeah. It's not like, Oh, marshmallows uh -huh. or I won the lottery yeah. or, you know, it's the happiest day of my life. Yeah. Like like, everything went right. Right. Yeah. This was just a normal good day. <laughs> No, most common dreams. No, losing your teeth. It is great. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever. I'm falling and I'm naked and I'm going to land on my teeth. <laughs> uh, and I'm fa I'm falling because my spouse pushed me off a cliff right. after they discovered that I was cheating. Yeah, that's right. What well, was uh, number two? My lover's chasing after me. Oh, that's she's right. She's chasing him and he's running. Yeah. And, and then the spouse trips, trips him, him yep. over the cliff, yep. Yep. falling naked, yep. lands on teeth. Typical. That's, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go talk to Sophie B. Hawkins about As I Lay Me Down uh, and her career as a singer and a songwriter um, and an icon. And uh, we'll be back to tuck you in on the other side. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with songstress extraordinaire, Sophie B. Hawkins. Sophie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Great Song Podcast. Oh, I love being here because I love great songs. Thank you. Hey, so <laughs> well, do got, we. You got a bunch of them, you're so the, we're yeah, going to talk on a lot of them. Yeah, we are. Um, all right, I, so I'll hop in here because <laughs> I'm curious. I, I started going back and watching some videos um and uh i just the one of the first things that struck me was your your like you bring a certain strength and a confidence um at least on film um and so my question is have you always been as confident as you appear to be on film uh, it looked like you know you could be like you're really owning the songs and the performances but you also look like you could be a second away from like turning around to the guitarist and be like no that's a g sharp and you better get it right <laughs> yes i'm known for that Okay. I, I have to, I'm known for that. And I think it's, it's turned into a compliment, but people used to be really, you know, worried walking into my rehearsals or, and I always just thought, yeah, I think I'm confident by the way, since I was a kid, mm -hmm. because I grew up in Manhattan, I grew up in Central Park and I just had this feeling that I'm in the greatest city in the world. I'm the happiest person in the greatest city in the world. I have no rules. Nobody's looking after me. I can do whatever I want. And that's where the confidence comes from. It comes from, you know, trial and error and trusting myself in, in a place that really was a jungle back then. Mm. So that's that. And 
then I translated that into um, music. Like I started with African drums. So to be, um, you know, for lack of a better way to describe it, a white girl in an African drumming world, I definitely had to develop not attitude, but an inner strength. And I think that what you're seeing is, is a true inner strength. It's not fake. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. And then, um, and there's just that, you know, that sense of my own, my own path and my own message. I, I really believe in my songs. I work, you know, when I say work so hard on them, it's not that it's hard work. Like, it's not like mining, you know, coal. It's not like that. That's right. really hard work. Not manual it, you know, labor. <laughs> right, right. It's not that. And I, it's so funny when people say, oh, it's such hard work being an artist. It is, but the hardest thing really about it is staying with it through version after version after version and knowing that it can be better and then letting go at the point where you think this could be it because I'm not quite in control of it, which is a really good feeling. Like when something comes out and you go, I'm not really sure. I haven't really heard that before. That wasn't what I was intending. That's usually the best thing. So when, so I think the confidence or the internal um, strength comes from, I've really, really worked on this and I've really arrived somewhere no one else could have got here. So yeah, I'm owning it. Are you the kind of, are you the kind of artist who we might hear someday releasing uh, albums that include like, you talking about revisions and those kind of things. Yes. Are you the kind of artist who, who is okay with releasing? Like, here's a version of the song before it came, you know, became what you know. Here's, was it draft number yeah. three? Are you, are you comfortable doing that? Or yeah. are you like, I got oh, to where so. I want it and that's where I'm going to have you guys know it. No, no. I, the first, the, the first one, because I had, well, so they were, it's always, it's difficult nowadays to get people to release anything because it's just so, there's so much in the marketplace. It's so hard to get the support, you know, from record companies and whatever, but they were going to release a Tongues and Tales box set and they still do, but now they're going to combine it with Whaler apparently because missed the deadline for Tongues and Tales. But I said, I have a hundred demos of all the songs from Tongues and Tales, all the songs from Whaler and songs way beyond that that never made it to the record and those albums and I'm and I would love to put those on and release them and and um they're all in cassette so I you know digitize them and I love them. I love all the songs even that didn't make it. And I love all the versions of damn. Yes, you know how many versions of damn I wish I was your lover I have? <laughs> I have like 25 versions. Well wow. I, I mean I love the crossing album which has you know a, the new acoustic version of that and as I lay me down like that's I like the new versions of that on the crossing yeah. album. And just um, purely so as a so listener I, I love hearing the different ideations and kind of hearing how me a song too. evolves you know what I mean you go oh that lyric change that was great you know I love that stuff. Yes 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 I I do. I agree with you. There's like the lyric changes, feel changes. Usually I would say that the harmony and the melody are about the same, but it's like I keep experimenting with the feel and the, oh, sometimes I'll do a different bridge and whatever. Although my bridges are kind of classic. I think I do when I arrive at a good bridge. That's... That's kind of my classic signature. Go, yeah. Before yeah. I before I move from the Crossing album, I love it's a good feeling album. I mean, Tim Pierce on guitar, legendary drummer Graham Ward. I mean, that's that's a that's a good album. Um, right, Thank you. Yeah, uh, the Right Beside You video. So you're learning horseback at the time. So you jumped on. You still ride today? Are you asking me? Yes. Do you still ride horses if I today? Ride. <laughs> Well, I would, but I just, I don't know. I think I'm like raising these two kids and, and there's no horses right around me. There are some, you know, 
kind of near. I would I would not resist jumping on a horse. Okay. But I think I rode pretty well back then. Yeah. Did you see me in that video? Yeah, absolutely. How, listen, do you want to know something on the original right beside you vinyl? I'm going like 80 miles an hour on that Holy horse cow. in the desert. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. And then and then you want to know something in in the in the video that horse lefty actually got spooked by the boom and threw me into the ocean. That oh, was no. incredible. Yeah. No, I did not know that at all. That's a great story. Yeah, I didn't get hurt. Well, I'm glad you're it wrong. Really, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> what a terrifying feeling. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I know, but thank God the ocean was there. Right, at least to, yeah, yeah. to break your fall. Great. That, uh, that talk rap part on there, is it hard to remember all those uh, words live in the multiple parts? Oh my God, I love it. Driving into town with the top down, something a little to the water. I can feel your speed, but hand on the wheel, with hand on my knee. I can tell you what I want. You can tell me what you need. I love doing that live. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's awesome. We just got so it. So I guess not. I guess if you've done a time or two, you got to I love it part. because we, we change it. Well, we change it up a lot. Like, like you know, the drummer will, like, we, we change it up. We change up the tempo. We change up the feel whether we're going to do Anyway, it's fun. It's just those sections you can do so much because you said you like different versions. Yeah. The thing about doing live and why I'm excited about this tour coming up and is that you can totally play with the songs each time and the audience really seems to appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you're no stranger to changing things up. I mean, your first album, Tongues and Tales, had, I mean, Eric Bazilian on guitar. It was so good. Oh, yeah. And then on your second album, it's zero guitar. There's not even a guitar player on it. So you're no stranger to, to changing. Um, th- there's not a guitar player that I could find or saw or heard other than, than That's bass. That's adorable. You know what? You just told me something that I actually didn't remember. I didn't know that. And you know, yeah. this is the weird oblivious thing about me. First of all, I wrote As I Lay Me Down on the guitar, but then I made the original demo on the Juno 60. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of demos, and we'll get back to the guitar, speaking of demos, all the albums, including the new one, Free Myself, we use my demos as the template, the good demos. And a lot of them are good. That's oh my cool. God. Yeah, so, the, so As I Lay Me Down, that Juno 60, the, the 808, the percussion, you know, that yeah. you hear mm-hmm. starting with it, yeah. that's the 808, that's from the original home demo. Um, a lot of the vocals are from the original home demo. So basically, I shipped my studio to London when for the second album, working with Steve Lipson and Half Mores. I shipped my studio to London, and, it was w- and they put it within their studio. It was wow. a really fun way to work. That's cool. Now you know. Yeah, and now everybody's studio is on their computer, so it's like, oh, that's no big deal. I just have my laptop. But then, just so people know, we had, you know, the equipment was bigger and so forth. But um, even on this new album, there's some songs that are just the demo and we couldn't beat them. Like, so I have other That's versions. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so one song consuming my consume me in your fire. That's going to be on there. The demo, we couldn't beat it. So we just ended up mastering the it. demo now. That's cool. Yeah. I have the other versions though for down the line when, you know, when those demos come out, but anyways, yeah. Well, that's that's a, great. And back to the guitar, I didn't realize there's no guitar on Whaler, but that's hysterical because there is a part of me that's just so in the moment. I forgot to put guitar on, I guess. <laughs> well, you 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 sandwiched it with, I mean, Neil Conti on drums, Lewis on, on percussion, Peter John on keyboards, and you mentioned, you know, Steve Lipson on bass. I mean, it's a good, it's a full-sounding album. I don't miss the guitar till I was going Neither back through, lis- listening through it, and I'm like, is there a guitar player on this album? <laughs> That is so cute. I can't even stand it. <laughs> well, there you go. There we go. That's just the kind of guy JP is. Nah, well, so cute. You can't even stand it. 
Um, okay, so I have a, you were up for the Grammy for Best New Artist back in 1993. Mm-hmm. I, I think it went to direct, uh, Arrested Development that year, if I did my research right. Um, yeah. I know that award has kind of an iffy legacy as far as being like an indicator of somebody having a commercially strong career, let's say. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Was there any part of you that was like a little relieved that somebody else took home the trophy that night? Or were you like, no, damn, I wish I won the (laughs) Grammy. I still want that Grammy and I want the, I'll never get the best new artist, but no, that that was so, you know, that's a story for the memoir that, that, you know, Sony literally told me not to go to the Grammys because they told me I wasn't going to win. And, but for them to do that was, it was an awful time in my history with them. You know, they were so not behind me. And, and, and honestly, I don't know. I, I think that was a, that was a, that was a downer. And yeah. I, I should have been there at least because the Grammys apparently did a beautiful painting of me and they really, really honored me. And I should have been there winning or not winning. And it isn't about winning. It's about being honored. Yeah. Right. And they honored me and I, and I was told not to go. So that was a really dark part of the history. Wow. Well, that, I mean, we should probably segue into the Timber album, not being yeah. promoted as much based on the banjo track yeah. and uh, leaving Sony and the making of the wilderness album then from there. Yeah. Tell us about the, that time of, uh, you know, and for the people who don't know, like, I understand that you, you kind of, you created your own label after kind of going toe to toe with Sony, um, you know, over that yes. third album. Can you tell us about that time and, and, and standing up for yourself, fighting for your vision with that kind of gigantic major label? Yes. Well, you know, I thought it was about time to really, to really use my voice to communicate to them that I've written all these songs. I've written the major hits and they were asking me to, to write and rewrite songs that they said were already hits like Lose Your Way. They wanted me to turn around and write that with, you know, Friends of friends, like it was also music busy. Music busy. It was the music business at its worst. It was really losing it, and in a way, they opened the door for Napster and all and all this stuff to come in because they weren't protecting their artists. They weren't protecting the legacy of art. They yeah. were just becoming so corporate and so like, let's figure out how to make this a slam dunk hit immediately without really putting any effort into people's careers anymore. And I stood mm. up and I said, no. You're not doing this to me. And I want to be 90 years old on my porch and know what I've done. I don't want to sit there and mitigate my work just because you want to keep your job. And who yeah. are you anyway? That's you a, know, so there's that confidence yeah. coming through again yeah. that Rob I mean, mentioned. I well, there it. you go. I mean, I can't I don't help have it. That. And I said I was born and raised in Manhattan. And it sort of comes with the territory. Well, I, I love the Wilderness album. I'm David Pilch on Upright Bass. He's my guy. Stuff with Katie Lang, Bonnie Ray. Long time with Blood, Sweat, it. and Tears. Beautiful Girl. That song on there, it's freaking awesome. And that Sephia Tone oh, video is, is gorgeous. I love that song. Oh, Great feel. That piano riff that connects the chorus line into the verse through it. It's so tasty. So there's, oh, that, wow. there's that blistering guitar riff in the middle, like before the instrumental bridge. It's a really fast yes. riff. And, and the video, yes. you're holding a guitar. Do you play that riff? Oh, now come on. You know I'm not playing that riff. Okay, I was like, that is freaking flying. (laughs) If you are a shredder and I didn't know it, that's awesome. No, I'm not a shredder, and I'm also not a liar. I like it. (laughs) Thank you for the honesty. Do you remember who played that? Some guy on, yeah, that's some, so so the great Berman brothers produced that. So basically, again, so that's my home demo, and they took, the demo and they brought it then you know i sent the files to london and they were in the studio with some great who were they with oh come on come on sophie i'll remember by the end of the conversation okay and they had that guitar player from um who did the song 
Oh, so I'm going to remember it in a second. Anyway, so they were doing another album and they put, pulled the guitar player aside and said, can you do some fabulous riffs on this yeah. tune? And that's what that was. Dude, it's freaking awesome. I love but, it so much. Yeah, but that, that guitar player is listed in the credits. Okay. okay. I, yeah, I don't have the actual physical copy of that, so I we'll need to get, we'll I need to get it. But I, I've loved listening through it, listening back through it. Um. How cool was it for you to uh, to be on, not only to be on the show community, but to have part of the plot revolve around you uh, for the Sophie B. Hawkins dance episode? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And you want to know something? They wrote me in without me even saying yes. Like, then they asked me. It was a huge, it's a wonderful thing because people try all their lives to get that to happen for them. Sure. But they literally just called my manager and said, we wrote her into this show. Can she do it? And my manager was like, yeah, absolutely. So you're doing it. Yeah, it was the best. It was the best. That's great. Do you find people like, do people like tag you on Instagram and stuff now? And they're like having their own Sophie B. Hawkins dance. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. They might. <laughs> I bet they're out there. You know, shows like that develop such a weird cult following that, that like, I, I guarantee you there's community fans out there that have their own Sophie B. Hawkins dance. Did you uh, Did you get a bump when you were on Party of Five and Dawson's Creek from an exposure standpoint as well, too? Did that, oh, yes. That give I you mean, a huge bump? Dawson's, oh, yes. Oh, definitely. And then also there was another one, right, that Dan was on. Was it 90210 or whatever? Okay. Party of Five was so, that was also good. And then, you know, and I think I met all those stars again. I'm so oblivious at the time, but I did. I met all That's those cool. Jennifer Aniston's and all them. It was great. Everything was great. It was wonderful to be, to be, have so much exposure, as you said, to be part of the, um, the current, to be current and to be in all these shows was amazing. That's so cool. I hope for that with Fear Myself. I mean, there's a lot of songs. Even that they is too, you know, 40 Days and 40 Nights. There was a lot of exposure from Wilderness and Calvin Klein used. Yep. Um, walking in my blue jeans and wait, that was Timber. Oh gosh, I'm getting my albums. <laughs> but anyways, I've had a lot of. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Um, so you covered uh, Bob Dylan's "I Want You" um, from Blonde on Blonde. Yes. Are you a Dylan fan? And how did you pick that as the cover yes. tune? Are you a huge Dylan fan? Yes, I was walking down the street in Bleecker Street to the studio, and I heard some guy just playing "I Want You," and I thought that that sounds like that should be my song. <laughs> and so, but but you know, I really made it my own. Like I yeah. changed the chords, the Different. rhythm, everything. Yeah, I changed everything about it, and I really did make it my song. I think it's the best cover i've ever done or ever could possibly do it's great it's, um i really yeah it's great i, uh, I love this I, I, yes. uh, I also, I watched the, the cream will, the cream will rise documentary. That's hard for me to say yeah. the cream will rise documentary. There you yes. go. Um, I watched a good portion of it and you talk about how you're kind of the darkest child and the one that no one would suspect. Um, yes. video is a little more adult themed than I expected from somebody from the person that brought as let me down. But what's the process of making a documentary like that? Like filming a documentary like that? Oh, it's just awful. And I would never do it again. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Well, yeah, because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't expose any of that stuff, except yeah. if it's like a memoir where I got to really have it completely in my own voice. Yeah. But you know, even in the documentary, you see me struggling with the director and saying, you know, I'm getting trapped in your web of documentary. Yeah. I don't know why I signed off on it half the time, but I think that once it was out, I think in the, I think it's just awful and it seems a little bit self-absorbed to me. But I just hope it helps some people. 
Yeah. I don't know if it did. No, I, I think there's somebody that'll definitely get some things from it. Like I said, it is a little heavier theme, so I'll tell our, our yeah. young viewers to make sure that, uh, you know, you got parentals <laughs> around to help you with that one. But uh, it's it's good. Yeah. I, 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 definitely, you're you're vulnerable in it for sure. And I think your confidence is uh, that we keep talking about, it comes forefront there. Yeah, so. I think, and obviously, you know, you are, you are an advocate for many people, Mm -hmm. um, but also you're an advocate for yourself. And that's, you know, very clear in talking to you. And I think it's important for people to see, you know, that there's value in that you may, you won't, obviously you won't please everybody doing it, but, but if you want to accomplish your vision, if you have something that you're like, no, this is what I am, this is what I'm supposed to do, then it's important to be able to stand up for yourself. And, you know, more of us need to be able to do that myself included. (laughs) Yes, you're right. And I think the thing that about that documentary though, that and this happened a lot in that time of my career is I didn't have the people around who said, you know, Sophie, you know, that you could use some editing or these parts don't need to be there. You can get the story across. And I think that's just, there's a lack of protection for me in that documentary that I really regret. There's a lack of protection of the actual soul of me. And I wouldn't do it that way. I would have, I would have more safety in the presentation of certain stories of mine and that's unfortunate but that was the time that was the time everybody was just showing and saying and doing everything and now now people have done it so much it's kind of tasteless in a way and ah well whatever it's done hey i'll tell you speaking of uh protecting and supporting uh you're a big supporter for the waterkeeper alliance uh north and south america patrol speak a little bit about on that for our listeners that may not know what that is well, it's it's well, the, it's it's the Kennedys' um, legacy, and they really, really are serious. It's a scientific and serious um, group of people who internationally protect our waters, and we need this because Absolutely. there's nobody else doing it. And 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 you know, our government is not going to be doing it. And it's not. This isn't a, a dig at the government at all, because the government does do a lot of protection. But we need we need these independent. Um, police for our environment, for for us, for our environment, for the animals. We need to be keep. We need to keep funding as citizens our own protections. We wouldn't le- we wouldn't leave the protections of our children in the hands of the government. We protect them every day ourselves. It's the same thing with our earth. Yeah, it's you good. know. So, so that's what I do. Is I, I make sure that, and we all make sure we get involved. And if you can't do enough, then you give ten dollars every once in a while to some group who is doing it, doing yeah. the work for us. That's good. That's good. You uh, you start as Janis Joplin in the Playroom 105, written by your girlfriend yes. Gigi. Yes, was that added pressure since Gigi? Yeah, are you kidding is that me? Added? I don't know if it was easier because it was Gigi, or that make it harder because uh, she had written it. Very very hard. <laughs> very very very. very well, uh, very hard. This very, is very hard. That was that was a great thing. Got it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, this yeah. has been so much fun, Sophie. We uh, we hope you've had a good time. Uh, we uh, we all we want to be respectful of your time. Um, so we always try to try to stay with uh, within the times that we have set. Um, so oh. there's one question that we ask everyone. Um, let's yes. let's say you're on tour and you go into a gas station. What is your gas station yes. snack food of choice? And while you're thinking yes, of it, easy. I'll tell you my answer. I get a Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and it's the most ounces. I get a Three Musketeers candy bar Wait, what is a sophie's you just guess? cut off are you still there oh we cut off hmm. are you still there hello hello we hello. have you we have you do you have okay us? good okay. okay well i didn't hear yours but mine is easy it's it's the cheddar cheese combos okay pretzel combo with a diet peach snapple 
Okay. okay. Very specific, there, but I love good. it. Yeah, we doubled very, up. I like it. Hey, hope you've had fun, Sophie. This yeah. has been great. We'll, I've had a great time. Uh, we'll you guys are sweet. We'll sync up again sometime. Keep doing what you're doing. We yeah. believe in it. Keep going. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank Talk you to so you much. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks so much. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Sophie B. There it is. All right. And that was Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing to have her on the show. Thank you so much, uh, Sophie, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed your time with us on the Great Song Podcast. Another another week, another icon. What can we say? Yeah, we just be it. knocking down icons Goodness on this gracious. show. Um, so cool to have Sophie B. Hawkins with us. And, uh, you know, we would have probably covered her other biggest song. But, but there's a vulgarity. Vulgarity in, in the title. We can't do That's it. That's right. We're we family-friendly podcast. Family-friendly around here, so we couldn't do it. But it is a great song. You should definitely check it out if you've forgotten what it is. Hope you've enjoyed uh, Movie Month Part 2. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week with some more music for you on the Great Song Podcast. We hope you guys are loving it. Um, be sure to say hey to us on social media if you see us on Instagram at Great Song Pod, Twitter at Great Song Pod, or part of the Facebook group, Great Songs and the great people who love them greatly. All right, another great song next week. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.